Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We're so excited you are back with us this week. I'm actually really pumped about this topic because I do think it's so relevant in what we go through day to day. And it's a lot of the things that personally I have dealt with and things that I've kind of dealt with quietly, even not really talked about. And so today we're kind of going to go into this ideology of religion versus relationship and the difference between the two and just kind of what the Bible says about it. For today's episode, I just want to make sure we do align ourselves with the word always. And it's not, is it religion or relationship? There's there's two things that are encompassed in the same thing. It's just making sure that we're not putting one over the other, you know, and it's what God wants for us, not what he just wants from us, I guess is the best way to put it. So yeah, I definitely grew up thinking that perfection, if I was like a perfect person, that means I was going to heaven. And if I messed up, I was going to hell. And I'm not saying that was taught to me. I'm not saying like someone said that to me, but I think growing up, learning about the Bible, learning about the 10 commandments, learning about like when someone says, Hey, you better do this. You think, well, if I didn't, something bad will happen, you know, and we kind of make up in our heads what that bad thing is. Sometimes people are telling us it's going to hell, but something that I learned was hell is not a punishment. Hell is the separation from God that it's not being sent to hell. God's actually saving us from that eternity. God's saying, come with me to save you from having to go there, being separated from from him for eternity. And for me, once I realized that, I was like, wait, wait, wait. It's not about perfection. It's the devotedness. He wants our hearts. He wants us to be close with him. And so it took me quite a bit to really understand that in my own personal life, that every time I screwed up, it wasn't that I was like, one day in heaven and the next day not, because that's what I was battling with in my own selfish desires and wants. And so I really had to like go to God and say, Lord, I keep messing up, you know? And that's what that relationship aspect is all about rather than just being this picture perfect Christian on the outside who just looks the part and does the Bible studies and does the prayers and does the church. But those are all great things, but you have to be in relationship with the Lord for him to like favor that because it's without it, you're just doing the things you're just marking it off for your own glory, for you to be accepted and liked by people. And it's, it just goes so much deeper than that. Yeah. Honestly, Jordan, I love hearing your testimony in regards to this because I know so many people have also felt like this. And honestly, I hate it because I feel like this mentality of, you know, you've got to be perfect and you've got to follow these rules in order to be a quote unquote good Christian. It pushes people away from the faith. It it actually does the opposite and makes people think, 
well, you know, I can't live up to that. So I'm just not even going to try, which is personally what I did for years. I know that for me, like growing up, for some reason, the only like Christian girls that I knew were these girls that just I viewed as like perfect. And they just had this sweet little innocent voice and like never said anything mean and never said a cuss word. And like, they were just so, you know, and I'm not like making fun of that at all. Like, but that's just the type of girls that I was exposed to that were Christians. And that's, that's great to like be that nice and soft spoken and sweet and everything. But I've always had a very kind of bold, louder personality. I've always been kind of out there and goofy a little bit. And so I think for me, like I looked at those girls and I was like, they just seem so perfect and like they have it all together. And like, so that was my view of what being a Christian woman looked like. And I just thought, well, I can't be like that. That's not my personality. So I'm just not going to try at all. And honestly, like looking back on that, that's probably just the enemy trying to put those thoughts in my head for the longest time. And so the Lord opened my eyes to this. I think I was like maybe 22 when I was saved and baptized and all the things. And God just showed me that, you know, he, he made me and my personality and who I am um, for specific reasons. He will use you and your personality, or, and this is kind of almost going on a different topic, but it's still relatable. He will use you and your personality, whether it is that loud, outgoing, you know, goofy, silly personality, whatever it is, or that more mild-mannered, sweet, like he's going to use both of those people equally, you know, he will, or maybe not equally, but he will use both of those people in different ways for the kingdom. Yeah. So whether like your personality doesn't have to do with whether or not you're a quote unquote good Christian or whether or not, you know, God's going to use you. He's going to use that soft spoken girl to speak into certain people's lives that are going to relate to her. That wouldn't relate to me as a louder, you know, bold, outgoing person um, and vice versa. And so I think really grasping that and like understanding that helped me to see I don't have to be somebody else in order to come to God or to be a Christian. All I have to do is be myself and let the Lord cleanse me of my sin and purify me. But I don't have to change my personality, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So that's kind of like that was always my struggle with this like religion or this like religious mindset is that I thought I had to be a certain way. Can I add something to that really quick? This this is in our notes. If you really think about religion, it all stems to comparison because like you were just saying, typically we want to act religious because, or I guess it could also be pride, you know, comparison and pride. But when we want to act, quote unquote, act religious, it's one to impress others or because we're comparing ourselves to others and we feel less than. Yeah. Really get that like perspective of religion it kind of opens your eyes. Like, it's just sad. It's sad that there's people that feel like they're not enough. So they have to act like they're perfect and put on that facade because that's truly what it is. It's just like, we're all feel like we're falling short, which we are and it's okay. But like, it's, it's interesting to look at it like that, how it all comes down to comparison and pride truly. Yeah. Well, I think you just made such a good point that it oftentimes has to do with like the religious mindset has to do with wanting to impress others and seem like you are some righteous person or whatever, when it's really like, that's not what it's about. It's about the relationship between me and the Lord and what he thinks of me. And so I think it's a good time to go ahead and share 
a passage from Matthew 6 that we wanted to talk about because it's so relatable to exactly the points that we just made. And it says in in Matthew 6, starting at the beginning of the chapter, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So this is the Lord telling us like, it's not about (laughs) doing things for what looks cool or good or religious to others. It's about me and God and my heart with the Lord. And it goes on to say in verse two, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Mm. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So he's saying like, if that's your goal to impress others, to have this religious spirit, you know, to, I guess, just exactly what I just said, impress others, like that's going to be the only reward that you get. It's not going to have any effect on your spiritual relationship with the Lord or your heart. Um, And then in verse three, it says, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who is, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So this is about this is about me and the Lord. This has nothing to do. When I go and bless someone, this, I do not need to blast it all over social media. Look at me. Look at that. No, like this is between, and I'm not saying that sharing something like that on social media is bad. I'm just saying as an example, like it's about our relationship with God. Yeah. And then the last little section of that, that I wanted to share starting in verse five, it says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, and this is where the relationship part comes in, okay? Verse six, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think They will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So I love, you know, in verse six, where it says, when you pray, go into your room, close the door. Like this is between me and God. This is the relationship. This isn't about how I look to others. And then I love how in verse seven, he says, and when you pray, don't keep babbling like pagans. And this is actually a, a point that I wanted to make as well. It says, do not keep babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. I don't know if you've ever heard someone. Who, <laughs> I already know. Lord already knows what I'm about to say. It's like when they pray, they literally, and I'm not, I'm not making fun. I, no, I know you, your spirit knows your spirit. Yeah. knows. Yeah. yeah. Like they pray and they all of a sudden turn into this different person and they're very serious with all their spiritual and you'll hear people call it quote unquote Christianese. Like yeah. it's yeah. all of a sudden you, and it's like, no, no, no. All we have to do is talk to the Lord. Like he's our best friend. Like literally how I talk to Jordan, how I talk to my mom, how I talk to my husband, my best friend, like that's all that the Lord wants from us. Yes. And he says, do not keep on babbling like pagans. Or they think they'll be heard because there are many words like they thought that what they were saying was so important and how they were saying it. But he's like, just go into your room, close the door and talk to your father because <laughs> he already knows what you need before you ask him. Like you don't need all these special fancy words. Your prayer is still as powerful and strong and just as heard mm-hmm. just by talking to the Lord because he already knows what we need. Yeah. And I'm going to challenge you guys on this really quickly, because I do think it as a, maybe you're a new believer, maybe you've been a seasoned believer and you're like, how do I know? 
how do I know if I'm falling short on this? Because it is easy to fall into the, the, I mean, the enemy wants you to be right or like self-righteous. He wants you to think you're the best at everything. He wants you to think you're the most holy of the group. Like he wants you to feel those things. And I think just checking yourself and being like, are you annoyed when someone else prays and it doesn't sound like yours? Are you annoyed when someone does something that doesn't feel like as good as you would do it? I think those are those moments and I'm being very transparent. I've been there. Like I've been in those situations and the, the Lord is so quick to convict in the most precious, like not, maybe not precious, but in the most delicate way to be like, I loved the way they prayed. Like that meant more to me than you praying a perfect prayer. And I'll be really honest. I think I've shared this many times. Sydney really taught me how to pray and not be scared to pray because she would say something and like laugh in the middle of it and then continue praying. And I'm like, oh, okay, we can do that. Because I was only surrounded by prayer from a mother who is a, a most incredible prayer that I've ever listened to and church. I mean, those are really my only two. And I'm not saying city is a bad prayer because she's great at it. But what I'm saying is she really, she means what she says when your prayers can be like Jesus sitting at a, a table with a meal in front of you talking to him. Like it's supposed to be that way. And I think we've lost sight of that because we have kind of surrounded ourselves with these Christian influencers and, and churches and things like that, where that's the only impact you're getting. It's the only thing you're hearing. And then thinking like, you don't measure up. And it's like, there was never this measure of you're more religious or more Christian or better based off the type of prayers you're saying and the type of studies you do, or the type, you know what I mean? Or the type of language you have like around preaching. It's like, it just, it gets sad because then what that does is it just turns you away. You just kind of quiet yourself. You're going to say, I'm not good enough. And then you're not going to do it. And that is the exact thing that the enemy wants. And I also just want to add in really quick, just kind of like a little disclaimer again, that, you know, how we talked earlier, how like your shortcomings don't determine whether you get into heaven or not. Right. So just because you sin, just because you mess up, just because you, you keep actively trying to change something and you keep falling short. That doesn't mean like one day that you did really good and didn't sin at all, which is probably not possible anyways, that you're in heaven that day and then you're not in heaven the next when you mess up. I think keeping in mind that just because we're sinful doesn't give us a right to like dishonor God or live in our own ways. Because at the end of the day, yes, religion is not important. God is not saying I'm only taking those who have been perfect. That's not the gospel. God is so gracious and loving and forgiving more than we can even comprehend. Like our sinful nature cannot comprehend even God's love because it's not, it's not natural for us. We expect we like love is earned in our culture. You know, God says, I love you first. Then we follow his, like his words. It's like, because we love him, we follow him. And in our world, we follow who we love, right? And so our culture is backwards. And so I just want to kind of add this little tidbit in here just to be reminded that just because the Lord isn't maybe looking at our works for salvation, we're supposed to be watching our own works because we love him. You know, we're supposed to be looking at those things. Like we're not saying don't pray. We're not saying don't 
not feed the homeless or not do all these self-righteous quote unquote things that actually do help God's kingdom. It's just check yourself and ask yourself, am I doing this for him? Am I doing this out of love? Or am I doing this because I know someone's about to praise me for it. And I think that's just a really good place to kind of sit in and be really real with yourself. I would say it's probably rare that anyone that I like hasn't experienced that before. We've all had those moments where we're like, I kind of did that for myself. You know, I didn't really do that out of the kindness of my heart. I knew there'd be some type of reward. You know, it's like we all go through that, but just checking ourselves and yeah, yeah. And that's another point that I was I was going to make earlier when I said, you know, I didn't I didn't realize that I can just be myself. Like I Yes, I can still have my same personality. I don't have to change my personality, but that doesn't mean that I was supposed to go on sinning. Like I'm just saying that we we don't have to change who we like who we are as a core, our personality, all of the quirks and funny things about us. But we are like you said, Joe, called to be holy and we're called to allow him to transform us and change us into a person more like him every day. So that actually leads us into my next point that I wanted to share is, you know, it's a great reminder that we, that there's literally no point in trying to hide our sin from God. Yeah. He's already well aware of our sin. So all we need to do is bring it to him. Mm -hmm. If I'm coming to him and praying and leaving out everything, but my sin, because I'm trying to separate my relationship with God from my sin, it's like, no, no, no. I have to give that sin to him. That's a part of the relationship. That mm-hmm. is a part of what he wants to do in us. Oh, that's good. That actually just gave me like a beautiful picture. Think about any relationship that you have today. If it's only been perfect rainbows, butterflies, no confrontation, no conflict, like it's probably pretty surface level. Like the relationships that you've had some like really tough conversations or some realness to it or having to like really bring like maybe your past trauma or like just real feelings and emotions, having someone carry those with you and walk with you through that, you probably have a way deeper relationship with them. And so that's the same thing with the Lord. Like he already knows it. He already knows everything you've been through. And I just want to add this too, because it's kind of been on my heart throughout even the beginning. I think we need to stop looking at everyone else's relationship with the Lord. Like, I don't think the Lord intended, actually, I know the Lord intended because it's in his word. Even Jesus tells the Pharisees many times, like, take the wood plank out of your own eye before you start talking about other people's, right? And I think we live in a culture today that's looking at everyone's sin and calling out everyone else's sin before their own. And I just imagine a world where we didn't do that, where we all owned our own problems and took them to the Lord and allowed him just to renew and restore our minds. I mean, like, yeah, that'd probably look more like a heaven than (laughs) what we unfortunately have to live with on here on earth. But it's just, I don't know. I think if we could all try to look less at everyone else's relationship, because y'all, I have friends who love Jesus so much, but they still are maybe stuck in certain areas that maybe I've already grown through, but that doesn't make them any less close to God than me right? Like there's things that I'm still struggling with that I'm sure my friends are looking at like, why are you still struggling with this? Like, you know, that's not true. You know, that's not what God says, you know? And it's like, we all have our different walks and it doesn't help friendships. It doesn't help relationships when we're categorizing people's holiness based off of their works and what we think is righteous versus not. 
when in reality, we should be focusing on our own and reading the word and growing our own spiritual relationship with him. That's my two cents. I feel like that was more of a TED talk than anything. But <laughs> uh, No, that was good. And, you know, it's a good reminder too, which shoot, this could be its whole own podcast episode on comparison. I actually think we have an episode. on comparison. Yeah. But I don't know if we went too much into this. So yeah, well, I was just going to say like, if I'm so busy comparing my relationship with the Lord to Jordan's relationship with the Lord or Susie Key's relationship with the Lord, I'm so focused on that, that I'm literally not going to grow my relationship with the Lord because I'm so focused on someone else and like how it's going for them. And so, and also let me say that what God is doing in one person's life does not equal what he wants to do in your life. Like he may have a totally different plan for you, totally different way that he wants to use you, totally different way that he wants to speak to you, which by the way, go and listen to our podcast episode. I think it was like a couple episodes ago on um, how to hear from God. He will speak to you differently in different seasons of life. He will speak to you in different ways. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Mm, I love that. It just, like I said, it just kind of reminds you like without our sin, there is no testimony. Like he's using all of our sin. He's using all of our shortcomings. He's turning all of that for his glory and his good. And unfortunately we choose that on our own. Like we choose those things, but he's turning all those things around. So when you're looking at someone and you're judging them for their sin or their shortcomings, you have no idea what testimony they're about to walk into. Like it's just it just changes your perspective. Like if we really were to encourage relationship over religion, we actually would probably see those testimonies flourish a lot more. But instead we're separating people from the church. We're separating people from God and, and the people are putting their Bibles out thinking it's hurtful and it's judgment and it's, it's casting them out. And it's like, hold on. It's like not the point. It's so not the point. It's like, we should be sharing more about what God has done for us, not about what they're not doing about other people, what they're not doing and what they should be doing. And it's like, focus on Jesus and he'll do the rest. You know? I mean, we see in the Bible that Jesus literally accepted and hung out with prostitutes and the tax collectors who were known as like, yeah, the cast yeah. Yeah. Time. And so, and it's not like he was saying, yes, you're a prostitute, keep on prostituting. And like, no, but he brought them in and he, he transformed their life and helped them to get away from those sins. Yeah. Jesus can do it. We cannot <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Alrighty. Well, let's go into our soul scriptures. We did already read a passage that went perfectly with this episode, but we do just have a few other ones that we want to kind of share with you guys. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it says, For by grace you are saved through faith. This is not of your own. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I love this scripture. I've I've heard this scripture so many times, and it just is a good reminder that the gift of salvation, or even just salvation period, is a gift. Like that is not something that we hold with boastness in our life. Like it is the most sacrificial gift. Like we can't even comprehend that kind of love. Like I said earlier, so no works that you do can equal that gift of salvation. So when we're walking around kind of boasting of all of our good works for the Lord, the Lord is just, I feel like the Lord's just like, remember, like be reminded of the gift I gave you. 
you know, of Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. And talk about that more. Talk about that sacrifice and that kind of love over what you feel like you're doing so self-righteously for my kingdom. And I'm like I said, it's a fine line. I think we should be sharing how to expand kingdom and how to love people and take care of the widows and orphans. Like, I think all of that stuff is so important. It's just that humble check of like, why am I doing it? Am I doing it for more followers? Am I doing it to be praised? Am I doing it to get more money? Am I doing like, why are we doing it? And I think just remembering that getting to heaven has nothing to do with what you do here. It's through salvation, which is a gift that we did not even deserve in the first place. And so just kind of reminding yourself, like, if you're in a place where you've just been really struggling and you keep falling short, good news. God still loves you. God is still with you. God is still knocking at your door. And if you have faith in him, you're you're going to see heaven's gates. If you've put your salvation in in his hands and you've you've accepted him, you're there, right? So, I think it's just a good reminder that our works don't get us in and out of heaven, but our works are a um result of our faith. Yeah. And I think it's a good reminder too for those days that we feel like a failure, quote unquote, of a Christian. Because I've had those days where I struggle with a certain sin and I'm like, why have I why have I gotten right back here? Like I thought I was past this sin. Like why am I doing this thing again? Why am I thinking these ways or whatever it is? And it's just a reminder that yes, like we are called to live as sinless as possible with the Lord guiding us. But also like on those days when I feel like I've failed, he still loves me. He still forgives me. I am saved by his grace. It's not by my works. And honestly, to me, that just takes so much pressure off of it, off of me. Yes. Yes. So good. You just said why we live sinless or when you were like, we're, you know, we choose to live sinless. It got me to ask myself, why do we live sinless? And it's not for perfection. God knows that these sins in your life are put in place to still kill and destroy your life from the enemy. So things that you might look at as harsh, unnecessary, ridiculous. I mean, even down to like cursing, let's be real. Like cursing is so normal now. We don't curse. And there's actually a a scripture in the Bible that talks about language that comes out of our mouth, like harsh language. It's like, does cursing really do anything to you? Maybe not. But like there is other repercussions that are happening in your soul, in your life, when these words are coming out of your mouth. And so the Lord's not saying don't curse because I'm God and you need to listen to me. You know, like he's not saying don't go sleep around because I'm God and you need to not enjoy sex. Like I'm just gonna be really transparent. Like he is saying, please follow me because I do not want you to get hurt. I do not want you to fall into a life filled with discontent and lack of intimacy and hardness and putting poison in your body every day. Like he is looking out in your best interest. And we see it sometimes as this dictator, you know, of like he doesn't want me to experience happiness. And it's like so far, so far from the truth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. Our next scripture is Hebrews eleven six, And it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
So this one really stuck out to me because it said who earnestly seek him. And so I I looked up earnestly. I know what earnestly means, but I wanted to get the real definition. And it says with sincere and intense conviction. And I just think this was a good reminder for us that without the faith, without the faith aspect, without the relationship aspect, we can't even please God with our works. If we're just doing it for ourselves, it means nothing. And it goes back to Matthew 6, like Sid read earlier. We could be praying all day. We could be feeding the homeless all day. We could be doing all these things where people look at us and say, that person knows the Lord. But we also know that there will be a time and day where we might get to heaven and he'll be like, I didn't even know you. I didn't know who you truly were because you were doing things that you thought were pleasing to me. But there was no actual connection between us. And it says those who earnestly seek him. So with sincerity, you mean it. You you desperately long for him. You're devoted to him. You care more about your relationship with him than the the views and opinions of others. And I just think that's a good reminder. And then our last scripture we wanted to talk about is John 14, 15. And it's super simple. It says, if you love me, keep my commands. Mm-hmm. And we're not sharing this. So that we can once again be like, keep my commands. This is what you're right. supposed to do. Like, the, it's more so the point of this is a good reminder that we keep God's commands as a result of loving him. We don't have to keep his commands to prove that we love him. But because we love him, we keep his commands. Mm. So that's literally what I, what I wrote. I was like, it's not keep my commands so I know that you love me. You know, it's not keep my commands then I now know you mean it. It's love me first and all those commands will fall in place. They really will. Now they do take action. They do take self-awareness and they do take conviction. There's a lot of things. I mean, even now I'm still working. I've been a follower. I would say religiously, like I, I took it seriously for the past maybe four years. And there's still things he's revealing to me. It's not a, you're not just done you know, after you realize that you want to love him and go all in, like he will continually start to change your heart. But it was definitely something I realized that I was missing in my relationship with him was realizing it's not just about saying I'm a follower. It's asking myself why I am, you know, and getting deeper with him and realizing I it's I want to follow his commands because I love him. You know, I it's it comes naturally. It it actually becomes easy, surprisingly enough. A lot of people think it's hard. And it's like when you love Jesus, something changes in your heart where you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back to your old life. You don't want to go back to your own ways. We do, we fall short, but your deepest desire is to please him. And so it's it comes more naturally. So our soul assignment for you this week is to focus on the relationship that you have with God this week. Not just what you feel like would make you a, quote, good Christian. Remember, God doesn't want the picture-perfect version of you. He wants the real you. Yeah. So take some time and write down a couple things, two to three things, that you maybe feel like you have been falling into that trap of being religious. And then write two to three things to kind of contradict those things of, how you can focus more on a relationship with the Lord and pleasing him and letting him purify you instead of feeling trapped in that religious mindset. Mm, That's so good. Alrighty. Well, we are going to pray you out and we hope that this episode 
was a blessing to you. Dear Heavenly Father, we first and foremost just thank you for your unconditional sacrificial love. Um, We know that here on earth, we make it about religion. We make it about our own works. We make it about our own pride and we compare ourselves left and right. And so I just pray over this woman specifically listening to this, that she just has her eyes on you and you only that she's able to just grow with you intimately and that this isn't about her and her works and how great she might look of a Christian on the outside, but truly what her heart looks like on the inside. And I also just want to pray over the woman who maybe doesn't know you at all. And maybe this is their first time even listening to something like this and that they're really wanting to to know you and want to give their life to you. And so if you're listening to this and you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, I just want you to repeat after me and just say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to put my whole life behind me that I lived for myself. And I put my full trust in you, Jesus. And I believe that you've died on the cross for me and my sins and resurrected so that I could have a new life with you. And I want to to follow your ways. So just come into my heart and I fully devote from here on out to be with you and you only. So that alone, putting your faith in in Jesus is the one thing that we have to do. That's it. That's all we have to do in order to, to be gifted this eternity with him forever. It's not what we do. It's not what we say. All those things come by being in relationship with you, Lord. And so we just thank you for that. We thank you that you've done that for us. And I just pray if anyone's struggling over this, having struggles of pride comparison, that that is just gone after this, that they're free from this and that from here on out, they're able to just look at you and do this out of just pure love because of what you've done for us. We thank you for all the things that you do for us, Lord, especially the things that we don't even see. We know there's many things that you've already put into works and have fixed and taken care of us um, while we've just had a blind eye to it all. And so we thank you for all of those things and we love you and in your name. Amen. And Lord, I just pray that if there is a woman feeling like she can't be herself and live a life of faith, that those chains fall off of her right now in Jesus' name. God, that if there is a woman who is feeling uptight and just like she has to be anything other than herself is the best way I know how to explain it, that those chains are falling off right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you are showing her how you beautifully, perfectly, wonderfully, fearfully made her personality in her mother's womb and you want to use it for your glory and she does not have to be anyone but herself. Thank you for for showing her that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. If you'd like to connect with us more, head over to our Instagram at withinhersoul.co. We would love to pray for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.